of the Living Geek. Hello and welcome to Vampow TV, your one-stop recap for power fisting. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's make this a quick fist, shall we? Some of us have things to do. Ugh, sorry, also, I, like I don't want to talk about this for more than 10 minutes. Are you going to throw up because we're talking about Iron Fist? I get it. It does make me nauseous. But pull it together. No, dude, like I've got this burp that needs to come out and I'm only getting a quarter of Can I punch you in the solar plexus? Would that help? not how burps work at all. You don't know. You're not a burp scientist. I might be. You don't know. I'm a fart scientist. And I want to go home. Burp or let's shit off the pot. Wait. That's not how that goes. That's not how that goes. Hello and welcome to Vampow TV, your one-stop recap for Iron Fists. Uh. I'm your host, Kenneth, and around the table, we have Beatrice. I guess. And Monica. I had to get drunk to be here to talk about this. <laughs> and we are talking about episodes four through six, which have titles, which I always like, and then I never write down, so... It's about the only thing to like about I, this show. I believe Aww. they're all names of martial arts moves. Yeah, yeah. One of them was like duck something. Doug? That's probably not no, true. No, she said duck. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I have so, to say that the first three episodes I found tolerable if slow and mediocre mm-hmm. these these three actively pissed me off active oh, see, I hatred actually, i like these more the i only think because good there's part, more fighting the only good part about these three episodes was ward in the background making faces oh man oh my god having a slow mental breakdown i swear to god i think ward's my favorite character I just like not even like ward like talking but, like ward in the background being snotty yeah. i had to, i had to make her stop eating so she could yeah watch. i kept looking down at my dinner and then she would giggle and i'd be like no <laughs> that's the scene where um uh Meacham, papa Meacham is sitting down danny <laughs> and just lying outright like, Oh, you just, you really need to help me. It's your destiny. And then Ward in the background rolling his eyes He's out like, of his face. God damn it, Dad. <laughs> As Danny is just eating this up. And I'm like, kid, you're a moron. Yeah. Yeah, he reeled them. That's what I picked up from these three episodes. The first three episodes, I was like, okay, Danny, he's just been out of the world for 15 years. What I picked up from these three episodes is, given the world, he's still an idiot. Yeah, he's dumb, and he's so socially awkward, it makes me physically well, uncomfortable. it's like not even socially awkward. He straight up is still 10 years old. Like, I don't know what they did to him at that monastery, but they did not let him mature as, like, a human person. Yeah. I thought that part of his training at the monastery in becoming the Iron Fist was to imbue him with a sense of like wisdom i thought that he would have more wisdom if not necessarily wisdom of the world but like wisdom of the other iron fists yeah i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be um as i don't know if they're as connected as the slayers are in the the buffy chronology in which they often have dreams of each other's lives so sometimes you carry some of their actual memories along with you and i don't know if the the iron fists do that but you'd think that the number of lives of uh, other Iron Fists would imbue you with some sort of spiritual wisdom. But this guy is just a moron. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like the monks just essentially trained him up as a weapon to point at the hand. And they're like, okay, cool, you know, we're, we're away from Earth for 15 years. We're just going to train this dum-dum. And then when we get back, cool, we'll just kind of shove just him out him and out see there? what happens. That's terrible. <laughs> I kind of feel like the monks are like, who even knows if the hand is real? Let's get this dumb white kid well, so he can no, like, the do like, the job for us. We, we do learn that Lady Gao showed up. Madam Gao? Madam Gao, yeah. In, um, 
Also, I love how that was Kung supposed Lung. to be some surprise that it was Madame Gao the whole time. We were like, yeah, they're hiding her in shadows as if we hadn't met her one. in season yeah, one of like, Daredevil. Yeah, she showed season up Season two bro. of Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both of them. All of the seasons of Daredevil. Because it's like, maybe if you had more Asian people on your shows. I would have been surprised. Because it's like, oh, could it have been that Asian person or that other Asian person? <laughs> no, you've had one old Asian lady. Just the one. Uh, it's just... And and you, you you use the word um, socially awkward, and I I disagree. I I feel like I have a little trouble with people who like I'm gonna say, I, not people men who act. Why as, are you looking at me while you say <laughs> that? What's um, this about? Uh, but with, with, are with, we having a come to Jesus? No, you're no, you're fine. You're, you're perfect. Woke bay. We you're love fine. you. Uh, but no, but men who use the excuse of being socially awkward to be harassers or to be uh the quote-unquote nice guy you know oh, sure someone who feels that it is okay to demand attention because they deserve it and and playing that off as being socially awkward always makes me angry well because it it, yeah. it says that <laughs> without training all all men are like this unless we teach them better. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's not true. I feel like you can be unsure of yourself in a situation. Like, I'm going to use my sister as an example. She is, I think, the definition of socially awkward. That she's not really very good at reading social cues. She doesn't know always what is appropriate in different kinds of situations. She will talk to a stranger for an hour. Or sometimes she can't talk to people that she knows at all. Mm-hmm. Um. But she, I've never seen her behave in any sort of way that even remotely resembles the way that Danny Rand treats strangers. Well, he's 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 acting in a way of privilege, but he's the the show wants us to think it's because he's awkward socially, but it's his own privilege. It's because yeah. He believes people owe him their time, or he yes. believes because it, he exists, he gets to have time. Yeah, I think it's a combination of really gross social awkwardness, never really maturing past being a ten-year-old, and living a life of un, you know until he crash landed, insane privilege and getting yeah. anything he wanted basically. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm struggling with that though because. Um, up until the point that he was 10, yes, I mean, when you're a child, especially a child of rich parents, I'm sure they they gave you everything you wanted and you felt like you deserved that because it's what you've always had. But then he spent all the intervening years basically being beaten all the time and treated like shit. Mm-hmm. Another conversation so, we have to have about child Asian abuse monasteries and America's version of them. Mm-hmm. That's not great, yeah. But I, I, I felt like that should have made him more humble than we see that it should have made him more more supplicating and less um ex- demanding and expectant yeah no, less because it's cute yeah. though when a guy just doesn't take no for an answer i will punch you in the <laughs> yeah it's really great when a guy interrupts your business yeah demands you pay attention to him and he thinks he gets to do that because he bought you food you didn't ask him for because he spent a lot of money on it, so you should definitely put that out. That scene was so annoying, and thank God Claire was there. Where she's like, "This looks like a lot of food. I could definitely join yeah. you. I've never gotten to eat at this place." Well, um, also, I love Claire, and and Danny's <laughs> excuse of, "Well, this is the only takeout I know." What the fuck have you been eating for the last three weeks? Who's been bringing you food? Corn dogs, just microwave corn dogs. No, he's just been it. only eating at this one restaurant. Oh God, God, that's crazy pants. 
I just like, I, I mean, know the he, show framed that like we were supposed to find that to be adorable and thoughtful and cute. And all I can think is this woman is barely holding her business together. She finally got a new client who has money and can pay versus students. She's just trying to get into scholarships and you're going to interrupt her halfway through their session and then demand her attention. So she may or may not lose this new client, but she definitely loses half the money of this session. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, especially since she's giving Danny heart eyes the whole time, which oh, I'm also so really mad about. Yeah, we ended last episode and like she still was uncomfortable with him, didn't want him in her dojo, didn't want him to be around him. And then he like sets her broken finger and he shows up with food and suddenly she's like completely besotted. Yeah, it was a weird flip around there. Yeah, so I feel like the narrative of the show definitely wants me to feel like this is romantic mm-hmm. because she is responding positively to it. So I, I sense the pen of a and, white man behind this. And Claire is responding positively in that she yes. sees it and goes, isn't this cute? And I'm like, no, fuck you. Claire would not find this cute. Claire would be like, hey, motherfucker, I paid for this time. Mm-hmm. I got fired. I don't have a lot of money. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm mad at the show and uh, I don't appreciate them turning this into like this this and then later on when he tells her that he has bought her building oh my god he's basically weird he's christian gray is what he is and i don't know if you it's not a positive seen any of those movies or those books but he wants her to come work for him and when she says no he buys the company that she works for so that she will have to work for him okay which is creepy and gross romantic but treated as romance Black. And so I'm real mad at this show this week because it's not romantic. <laughs> it is stalkerdom. Also, like straight up, it's been six episodes. He doesn't listen to women when they say, do not come here. Do not talk to me. I cannot talk to you. I don't have time for you. Yeah. When they tell him, no, he completely disregards it. And I don't care if you're 10. I don't care if you lived on a mountain in the middle of nowhere. I don't care if you're a regular dude who grew up in New York. If you don't listen when women talk to you, I'm not going to like you. I don't yeah. think it's cute. I don't value it. Which is a repeat problem with shows in general, and I wish they would stop framing it in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. You know, have, have a... Oh, my gosh. Not not Misty. Colleen. Wow, I lost your finger. Yeah. <laughs> have Colleen be like, look, you know, maybe now's not a good time. Come back at blah, blah time. And then it gives him an out to say, okay, cool. And then does that. And then everyone's happy and you're not a creepy dude. Right. Like how hard would it have been for her to go, okay, you ordered food. That's great. I'll be 20 minutes. Wait in the hallway, please. Yeah. Because she's been pretty firm this whole time with him. She's had no problem kicking him out and locking the door before. So it would have been more in tune with their characters for her to go, okay, you brought me food. Thanks, I guess. But also, I'm in the middle of something. I will be free in 20 minutes. Yeah. And then he gets to be a rich weirdo. She mm-hmm. still gets her agency. Yes. Yeah. I feel it, way less uncomfortable. And we would be less angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, it's exhausting. Yeah, really. My, I don't know. My biggest problem with this show is like, I like everyone in it except for Danny Rand. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. 
everyone else is super interesting. I I really like everyone else. I think everyone else is doing a great job. Watching Ward just like slowly disintegrate has been fun. Watching Joy realize that like some shit's going down with her brother has been fun. Like <laughs> the moment when Ward realizes his office is bugged and then just flips oh, off yeah, the whole <laughs> that, room. That was great. fantastic. Was one of my favorite parts. And I'm like, I'm into Tom Pelfrey. Like I want to go watch shit he's been in before. Yeah. But I could not give a flying shit about Finn Jones. He's awful. Yeah. There's there's a whole lot of um, there's a whole lot of feelings that I'm having negatively about his character. I mean, just in and of itself, I don't think he as an actor or maybe it's the writers or the directors. I don't think they understand who he's supposed to be, that he is um, at times naive but at times very showboaty. Uh, he thinks he's going to be a CEO, but he has no business sense. Oh um, he yeah. doesn't understand oh the pharmaceutical God. industry at all. Okay, the whole, like, no, we should sell it at cost. Look, man, I'm with you that $50 a pill for a $5 pill seems like a lot. But you don't know how much money it took to get the first pill done. Probably like $15 million. Yeah, if not more. If not more. Like, so, sure, Fine. You don't want to sell it at 50 because you're Danny Rand. You don't understand math beyond yeah, push, a fourth grade level. Push back. $25. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's negotiate a little, buddy. We have to pay for stuff. And the stock or the board member who was like, oh, cool. This will be great. We can make a little money. Started with, we can fund more medical research. Mm-hmm. And then ended with, and also maybe have a good profit margin. Like, it's very obvious. No one on this board is money hungry and greedy. They understand business. They understand pharmaceuticals. And for all we know, they will adjust the price accordingly based on the markets that they're selling it in. Yeah, Sure, it's $50 in Europe. It probably won't be $50 in Africa. But we have to make a profit. You have to pay for the first pill. It's just so frustrating. He thinks he gets to have a voice because he has 51% and he has nothing above a fourth grade education. He doesn't yeah. have an MBA. Yeah, it's it's tough because I know who Danny Rand is in the comics. I'm I am familiar I that Danny. I'm familiar with that character. I I I read just just reading Matt Fraction's run on Immortal Iron Fist, you get a very clear picture of who this man is, where he's come from, and what he's doing. And why. You and why. why which you but with this, I, got, I get nothing from him. He's like a void. Yeah. Or he's just running around always reacting. There's no pausing. Mm-hmm. There's no thinking. There's no... I don't know what I'm trying to say, but evaluating. It's literally something gets thrown at him and he has to fix it yeah, now. Yeah, he just bounces from situation yeah, to situation. he has situation. to fix the cancer now. He has to fix the drugs now. He has to fix this now. He has to fix that now. And I'm like, Danny, take a fucking breath, man. Prioritize. Yeah, I'm not... It's such a mess. I'm not really sure how to fix his character because none of none of the parts are working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I have I have no animosity toward Finn Jones as a person. He's super cute, and I think his curly hair is adorable. I mean, there are moments but, when I really I think that if it was a different Danny or written differently, he would have been perfect. But there's something about the writing that he's not getting done. Yeah, it doesn't have charisma, which I feel is a big Danny Rand thing. They should have put Keanu Reeves in this. I swear to God, it would have been a better show so and great. more believable. <laughs> Man, like, that would have been fun. 55-year-old Keanu Reeves yeah. right now Just would be a do better it. Danny Why Rand. not? Like, or, ooh, or Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen! Every, time, like, Donnie Yen. every fucking time he does the quick punch thing to the chest, I'm like, 
Oh, you're so slow. It's um, so sad. John Cho would have been perfect. Like, well, we and probably... that's not really fair though, because he'd be perfect in anything. I mean, obviously, correct. But we can name fifteen Asian American or Asian actors who could have done this with Chris. Who was the guy who played Johnny Johnny Chen in the first Fast and the Furious movie? Tran. Johnny, Johnny Tran. Tran. Oh, Sorry, I, I love apologize. that guy. Well, he's old now it doesn't you said keanu reeves um, who's in his 50s he's a vampire he doesn't age i'll kill you um or the the lead guy from into the badlands did you either of you guys watch yeah. that oh i need to see that he's great like they're anyone and anyone. he is actually trained in martial arts yeah that's the other problem do so like nice. you, do stunts. you mentioned you like these three episodes because there was a lot more fighting my problem is you can tell he's not oh yeah good. it's still like very gladiator quick cuts yeah like a what are you talking about, Gladiator? Um, they. The fuck off. Oh no, I love Gladiator, but like they they made the action more hyper violent, basically by like say I'm swinging a mace, they just chop frames out of that, so it like hits faster and stuff. And this is they're they're uh, chopping frames and they're doing a lot of quick jumps between points of views. And do you know why they're of, doing that though? It's not to make it look more violent. It's because he's not good. Oh no, I know, I know. Yeah. So it's yeah, especially in the one of the first episodes where he does has the the fight in the hallway or no it was this week well, yeah that was a, episode yeah. four yeah. which is because netflix loves their hallway fights yeah which is a they're if they they're, were all like the yeah. first hallway fight that would be fine they're uh-huh. all they're drawing their parallels to their other hallway fights but if we're talking about like the first hallway fight in daredevil season one and the hallway fight in luke cage where he busts the door off there's just no comparison this is a pile of crap yeah well and that's the problem they they you know, it, especially in like martial arts stuff, I want a really pulled back camera to see all with the fighting. A single mm-hmm. long take, like yep. Jackie Chan spoiled me on yep. long takes oh of stuff. Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and just like that first, that first always seen in Daredevil was one take. It was yeah. not one take, but it was one take. But it was one long the camera following. Yeah, that was um, bonkers. Matt around, yeah. and that was great because you saw him get exhausted, but you saw him pick it up anyway and fight anyway and. They only gave this kid three weeks to do any kind of practice. Like this Wait, show really? was three yeah. weeks, oh, three weeks of, of training before they had him shoot his That's first crazy. fight scene. Meanwhile, Colleen Wing, the woman who plays her, Jessica Hen, is it Hendricks? Hendrick. Anyway, Jessica, she got six months of training like, before Game of Thrones. Before Game of Thrones, where uh-huh. she was a sand snake, and then she got thrown into this. That's so weird. And yeah, it's just standard like, uh, standard superhero boot camp is usually at least three months. I mean, yeah. like that's um, that's I, that's what all the the first MCU kids went through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I see, um, you're usually about six months out is when um all they the the cat people, yeah, um, like Chris Evans starts going back to the gym and Sebastian Stan, like he will start posting stuff on his Instagram of him in the gym. Mm-hmm. So they doing all their practice stuff. Yeah, they start getting ready and they start fighting and doing choreographed stuff months well, out, and especially for something that like. I, I I don't know, like you know, not it's to all disparage you know, arts. Luke Cage punching people, but it, that's I feel he's a, lot... a brawler. This is yeah. training. Yeah. You need like, to show that this guy has been at a freaking just martial art. Who is fucking, a martial artist? Uh, monastery yeah. for fifteen solved. years. That's the thing is that when you have <laughs> Luke Cage fighting somebody, it's so much easier to block and choreograph because it's just punches and kicks. Yeah. You know, it's throwing stuff or it's hitting somebody with stuff. But or this just is straight up using his body as a weapon. Yeah, just, yeah. As it is. I'm just gonna Kool Aid man. You know. Yeah, yeah. He, he can just like 
use his whole chest. But martial arts are so much more complicated. I mean, and especially if you're supposed to be ascribing to a certain style, you have to have somebody who knows that, who can say, okay, so if he does this move, that guy fighting him is going to do this move. Yeah. And then you have to block out like 12 pages of that. Well, and it's like what you said about Ip Man. Like we watched Ip Man 1, 2, and 3 a couple months ago, and then we started this. And now all I can think when I see the martial arts stuff is this looks like crap. Like mm-hmm. the, you can tell he doesn't have a style. You don't know what his style is. You almost know more what the people he's fighting, what their style is. Because, well, because those guys are all trained. They're all trained. Yeah. And Finn Jones is like, it's all like you said, quick cuts. You have no idea what's going on in the scene. So Still stupid. more interesting than watching him talk though. So if he's going to be in a scene, I'd rather have him fighting. I really love that every time he speaks Chinese, every time he speaks like Mandarin, um, the camera pulls back really far and you can't see his mouth moving <laughs> because that motherfucker can't speak no, Mandarin. The f- in the first episode when he talks to Colleen Wing, and he's like, oh, an Asia girl, she must speak Mandarin, which is uh, fucking garbage. Um, it 100% sounds dubbed over. No, it was dubbed over. You didn't see his mouth once. No, it like it the just the background sound completely changed. Oh, weird. I was listening to it, and it was a totally different sound. So it was dubbed over. I would be surprised if it wasn't dubbed over by someone else. It's just like, I I like Netflix. I love that them and Marvel have this thing going, and they're doing Defenders, and it's great. But watching, even though I hated most of the second season of Daredevil, but watching the production value of both of those and how much time they put into those two seasons of Daredevil, Mm -hmm. the training for the guy who plays Matt, and then Luke Cage's training, like, he bulked up, like, crazy yeah. to be Luke Cage. And the writing wasn't great, but they put a lot of thought into Harlem and into the music. And then <coughs> and then Jessica Jones' world, which was all darks and purples and bright whites and stuff. And her whole story going in-depth into, like, a survivor version of it. And I feel like they didn't do any of that for this. Like, where is the thought? Where is the time? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no um It just kind of feels very oh shoot, we need to have an iron fist before we release defenders. Yeah. Okay, crap, phone it in. Well, it's like you were saying about Jessica has that very iconic color scheme and Luke Cage has a defined color palette as well. But this is just it does not. It's just grays and whites. Well, it's like Daredevil is darks and reds and mm-hmm. really well shot scenes and, and then it's like flashes of neon as flashes well. of neon and then because of his blindness and then jessica mm-hmm. is the black the white and the purple yeah and that's what you get and then her her sarcasm and the sharpness of her comes out in the way they light stuff and the way it's written is very the way Jessica is. And then Luke Cage is the cool colors of jazz and Harlem and yellows and blacks and warm reds. And then this is like nothing. It's nothing. It's like high rises and weird Central Park things and like M&Ms. Like what is happening? Also, I want the thoughtfulness of the first three shows, I guess. And I'm not getting it in this. And I'm mad. Yeah. Like martial arts tournament. That was fun. I mean, I love Colleen Wing. So. She's the... <laughs> Colleen Wing, Ward, and Joy are saving this. And every time Hogar shows up, I'm just excited. And Claire. And Claire. Now that Claire's here, I'm like, oh, cool. this whole thing is going to be 100% better. I feel like Claire really should have called Nat, though, and been like, hey, remember when you were fighting yes. the hand? Well, We were talking to Shelby about this today. Maybe I was talking to Shelby about this today. I think it was you, because we talked about it while we were watching it. And I was, yeah. I kept saying, I don't understand why, why Claire wouldn't at least call so just, or try to talk the to hand. Matt. She's yeah. like, I fought the hand. I know a guy. He's in Harlem. He can get down here. Let him help us. Um, Ewie's in Hill's Kitchen. 
I'm sorry. I apologize. You're right. <laughs> you're not wrong. That was me. Cause, yeah, cause Claire, because Claire's telling him you can't go alone. And Colleen is saying that she'll back him up, which is great because Colleen is, I would say, an actual fighter and arguably at this point, a better. better fighter than him. So definitely take her along. But there's no reason. There's no such thing as too much backup. Yeah, seriously. And Matt knows the hand. Matt knows this city. So what the hell? Also, I'm so mad that he's acting like he's the only person who knows about the hand and his like shock at, Oh my God, the hand is here in New York. It's like, bro. <laughs> Claire's like, been, bro yeah. I've been dealing with this. With this. Three years. What are you talking this is about? Basically my life now. They're running. Goddamn. Ninjas. They run around stabbing people, digging giant holes in the ground for no reason. <laughs> so weird. Leaving their plot holes everywhere. How dare you? Oh, we God. still don't know where that hole Literal goes. plot holes. Yes. Uh, I also have to say that I was mad again at uh, Danny stepping out all over Colleen's agency by bringing in this dude uh, who had been stabbed in the heart to her, and then volunteering her bed for him to lay in and possibly yeah, die that's, in. That's weird. I mean, you've got a billion dollars. We can't, we can't go rent a hotel room <laughs> or just like at this point, I think this would be the perfect time to fund Claire to become full-time night nurse and just, he's got shitloads of money. Set her up with a sweet little clinic that yes. has a back door that your superhero buddies can, you know, crawl into as you're bleeding out. Sure, why not? I just keep thinking about this whole time we've been watching all six episodes. I keep thinking about when we read the Fraction David Asia run. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it was like the first or second issue. Danny is talking about how it's great being a billionaire or whatever. And being a billionaire superhero is also awesome. But the best part is you don't have to worry about getting home because you just buy a bunch of buildings in a row and you just like go home along the top of them yeah because they're yours so you're not trespassing and it's like i don't get that level of forethought or thoughtfulness from this danny and i know he's new and freshly back but like i just want that danny who would fund the night nurse who would look at this woman and go i have a billion jillion dollars this woman is who i need or who we all need let's make it happen yeah mm-hmm. or like yes Colleen keeps saying i don't need you to pay my rent but she very obviously needs you so why not start a fund even if it's a scholarship fund for her kids to get into colleges like do something that helps but isn't creepy. taking away her agency yeah. or yeah. creepy and I just, can, when do we get that danny because it can be tough you know when you are a person who has funds available and you have a friend who Indeed. needs your who needs your help, but who doesn't want to take charity or feel like a charity case? So you just gotta have to you have to be a friend and find a way that you can help them, but that helps the but that lets them keep their pride and their dignity. Yeah, yeah. And I just this isn't that guy. I and I also I keep thinking about how he and Misty are together in the comics, and they're like one of the like immovable points in Marvel is like Danny Rand and Misty Knight, and the Misty Knight that we have is amazing and grown up and competent and smart and she is not gonna like she this, it does not have no. time for this 12 year old boy and i'm like man child everything about this and now i'm just i'm not excited about defenders because that's when she and danny are gonna meet and luke and jessica are gonna be back together and i just i, I hate everything they've done well i i don't understand how you're going to put jessica jones in a room with this kid oh he's she's gonna eat him alive <laughs> yeah there's no way she doesn't punch him right through a brick wall oh my God. I, i'm excited for defenders because he's one quarter of the main cast and that's i don't think enough to tank something it's not and thank god we have the other three but i just wonder oh my gosh shut Including up I hate daredevil you. i fucking hate you 
I'm just saying. It only took a terrible Netflix oh show did for you, you to Matt? appreciate Daredevil. <laughs> did you see that teaser trailer for Defenders with the four of them in an elevator? Yeah. And Max got like a dish rag on his head. Like he knows <laughs> what? what's up. Oh yeah, dude. He's just like, fuck it. Here's this rag. I'm just gonna tie it over my face. Because yeah, because the other three don't wear masks. Matt's the only one who wears a mask, and they're all in street clothes. He's like wearing a suit and carrying his stick. But he, they obviously just went in a fight. He's got. You can't tell what it is because it's black and white, but he looks like he just took like a dish rag and tied it around his head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, Matt, as I was saying. Oh, plus, I'd like at least he can't see how bad it looks. Oh, my God. Hey. Uh, so you put these four people in a room, right? And they're supposed to be the defenders of New York City. Matt Murdock, while he drives me crazy, I believe. Luke Cage, I believe. Jessica Jones, I believe. Even though she's like real fucked up and has her own shit. <laughs> I still believe she's a defender of New York. Who the fuck is this guy? We're going to let him punch things. <sighs> oh, maybe Luke will just fastball special on that people. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that. Like he yeah. iron fists up and Luke throws him. Also, let's talk about that. In this episode six, when he had to go through like the competition with the three people, why don't you just iron fist them at the beginning? Why save it? Why go through all that? Just iron fist them till they're. I, in their I faces. assume he thinks it's cheating. Although Ugh. I feel like once two dudes show up to the first fight, they're already they're cheating. They're already cheating. Um, I, I wish with that... the palm cutting black. Uh, no, somebody needs to tell Danny the Marine Corps slogan, which is the only unfair fight is the one you lose. Just you use whatever means necessary. You yeah. put that guy down. Yeah, I liked um the second fight against Spider Lady who. I'm assuming was Bride of Nine Spiders, who's another one of the uh, immortal weapons. Oh, okay. That's my guess. I had no idea who the first people um, were. I was I was eye rolling pretty hard because she came out of there dressed like some Asian fetish model. Yeah, that was with real the weird. like the two buns on the top of her head, which is very Lolita. But then she took she was the closest to taking him down. Yeah. So I was like, all right, girl, whatever oh, you got to do. And she like I was actually kind of pew pew pewed down his arm as all. That was great. I, I was like actually it. like kind of okay. I got over the, out- the outfit was stupid, but I kind well, of was like okay with it after because I liked the way she fought and yes. I liked that it showed he was just a fucking idiot. Because at the, one point he literally though, tried to make out with her. Like that's her outfit from the comics, basically. Okay. So all right, okay. that's fine. Like yeah, no, I, I was. Jobs, I read an article about Lolita and God damn it, that book. Ugh, whatever. It's not even the book's fault half the time. No. It's people's review of the book. Anyway, we're talking about BPTV. Um, but yes, but. I said I, I I rolled at her outfit when she first showed up, but then she was so good at that persona. It was fine. And really, really manipulated him well. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, all right, girl, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Like she was close. Also. Uh, <laughs> actually, I really like when we meet third guy who maybe was Scythe. I don't know. Um, when he's just like singing, singing karaoke. karaoke. <laughs> oh, God, that dude's take fucked a, up. Yeah, he, he's a little weird. I liked him, too. I felt so bad for that poor waitress who had to come into that room full of dead oh, people. Oh, I know. She's like, I don't, I don't think she's be... still alive. No, I, I feel like he let her go. I, I don't think she was part of the hits. So he's like, eh, cool. I got my neat thing. I got a tournament to fight in. I'm out. All right. After I sing two more songs. I like that, too. Yeah, he's got to sing uh, Don't Stop Believing before oh, he Oh, facts. Yeah, you can't quit karaoke night without that. singing Aha, which is, I just One of the greatest over. bands ever. <laughs> yes. Take on me. And, uh... What else happened? Oh, Ward busted his hand to get oh, more drugs. Straight up, like that's like Junkie One Hundred and One. Yeah, of dude. course that nurse is gonna know what you're up to. Junkies do that all the time. Oh, I need pain meds. I, I broke my hand. Uh huh. Uh huh. Makes me uncomfortable. 
But yeah, he's sitting there in the car, and he opens the car door, and she he's knew. he's breathing. Oh. He's breathing really hard. And yeah, I thought, dude. Oh, and I thought for half a second that he was gonna go try to roll that guy who just came nah, out and steal his yeah, shit. No. <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, oh no, I know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, he's got problems. Yeah, did he? Did I miss it? Did he or did he not take the new wave heroin? They didn't show for sure either way. Okay. I I don't know, dude. Because, like, he was fucked up on that couch, but that mm-hmm. also could have just been a lot of oxycodone, like, yeah. kicking in or whatever. So. I don't think he's on oxy. Or Percocet or. He was taking uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, whatever which rich white dude sucked down. It's dick. It's dick. It's dick. <laughs> it's the new drug. So yeah, this these uh, episodes piss me off a lot. Um, I love Ward. That's what I discovered. Yes. Snarky Ward in the background is yeah. who I enjoy the most. Uh, I did also. There's there's a point where they're in Colleen's uh, apartment and they're arguing about something, and Danny walks away from Claire to talk, say something, you know, um, overly dramatic to Colleen, and Claire in the background just throws her hands up in the air. It was very cute. <laughs> Everybody in the background is great. They're probably bored, and they're like, eh, how can I spice this scene up? Yeah. I'm I like it. be ridiculous just, in the background. I just like that um, Rosario Dawson is, she's an actress. Like, she's a movie caliber actress. And I'm not sure about the rest of the people on this show. I think most of them are from television. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I just feel like that's Rosario Dawson being Claire in the background. Like, she reacts to everything around her. Because she's used to being in movies where it kind of, I don't know, matters a little bit more. Uh-huh. A lot of TV shows, you see just people see them listening to the stuff so i really enjoy her you always know if claire shows up it's gonna be a good scene yeah well especially if you're when you're getting into later seasons of tv shows they get into a very like static way of shooting it's just over over two shot over over two shot so it's nice to have people who are in the background continuing to act like their characters yeah Mm -hmm. so i was such a delight to see tom pelfrey like reacting to stuff in the background and i don't know the show letting him do that and cutting to him while he did it was really Mm -hmm. nice yeah Agreed. I'm trying to remember how did the last episode end? I've blacked it out. Um, it was so Ward busted his hand. Joy found him. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny wins the tournament. Uh, Madame Gao is like, oh, blah blah blah. If oh, you, you have don't to, if back you out, I'm going to cut this girl's throat. Yeah. And then she does some crazy sucker punch on Danny when he tries to step up to her. Oh yeah, don't fuck with Madame Gao. Yeah, she will break your sternum. And then she's like, oh, I really like that tree in that place you came from. Sucka. And then cruised on out. Nice. And oh, that's yeah. about it. And he's got his... Um, he's like talking to his, his monk, monk guy, in his right? head. Yeah. So is like, is he crazy? Is he very heavily remembering something? Is this dude like actually in direct contact with him right now? Does he have someone living in his head? Like, I have I think so many no, questions. I think this is metaphysical too monk business. Like, I think it's just him like meditating. Then... Don't talk out loud, bro. Like, you look like a crazy man. See, I was taking it as this is a physical representation of his training. So it's like it's like the voice in the back of your head that tells you things. Then don't talk um, out loud. You look no, crazy. But it's, yeah, I don't know why he's talking out loud. Because that's how I, I read it as it's his training saying, this is how you should act. This is what you should do. Mm-hmm. And so the Danny who's talking to that is his more emotional side or possibly even the side that knows right from wrong and wants to go against the training. Yeah. Which I actually thought was an interesting way to do it, but he should not have been talking out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Have well, you know, even the just, show doesn't know what it's doing. Yeah. Just have like an inner 
monologue voiceover or something. Give it like a wispy sound. Because you you wouldn't have to necessarily have that guy stand in the warehouse. You could go to like an interior shot of Danny, like inside Danny's head. He could be just like sitting in a green field talking to this guy. Or even leave it in the warehouse, have Monk show up, and then have Danny in like Monk robes also freeze the entire frame and just have the two of them like – Walking outside his talking. body, yeah, walking mm-hmm. and talking. That would have yeah. been way cooler. Yeah, that would that would have made a lot more sense versus this like weird thing. Yeah, because then you're wondering, is this dude just crazy? Yeah, that poor Russian girl is like, what the fuck? She's like, thanks, but thanks for rescuing also, me from that lady. What's going on? But you cray. I'm gonna get a cab. Yeah. So, I think that's enough Iron hatred fist. and yelling for this week. We will be back next week with. Well, the same lineup, actually. S.H.I.E.L.D., Powerless, and three more of these two's favorite show, Fisto of Powers. Quick, we got a quick fisting. Yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> I'm just going to have to get drunk again. No, that works. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Same bad time, same pow channel. Bam, pow! She's gonna chop off. Yo, your if foot. I had nursing, I'd have that much more power you to stick shit in people's necks. You just have a bandolier of 